0: Okay, says we're recording, so here we go. All right, welcome to Razorpod 2020. Much like all things 2020, we are late and discombobulated and uh, not really uh, with it. (laughs) In fact, we've already had a game and no pod ahead of the game. So we have a lot of ground to cover tonight. Uh, We are back for, I believe this is season 16. Jimmy G is the keeper of... All Razorpod archives, I'm going to defer to you on, on what season this is. Although I feel like I've said 16 for the last yeah. five years. So. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, your math is good. got to be
2: before 16. <laughs> I remember doing Razorpod at Gibby's house on Polk Street. Uh, on Polk. Yeah. Yep. On where? So <laughs> I, yellow house. We did it at Polk before we went to the studio.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's right. Uh, you yeah, know, there's been a lot of. Yeah, it's been a while. I I, started, I don't know, Pat. I'm sorry you deferred to me because I don't really uh, have any games. I, I
0: thought you had like a big notebook, spiral bound notebook that had every game we've ever picked. And
1: uh, I, I was gonna break it down, <laughs> but I, I bought a a brand new spiral bound just for this season. So brand new. Oh, for some reason. The camera, but it is brand new. First page, it's got the games listed here. It's high tech. Um, oh, I don't, use, I don't use Excel or any kind of computer program. It's all it's paperwork,
0: and the way it should be, much like uh, the Razorbacks, analog, not digital. So, <laughs> <coughs> with stunning, uh, l-
3: stunning Lincoln Financial low def. Oh, um, we are the Lincoln Financial podcast. That's for the sure. <laughs>
0: We're actually the Jefferson pilot of podcasts. We didn't even
3: advance to Lincoln break Financial calm. status. Big Remember
1: the old Southwest
3: Conference game? Oh, they were so bad. Big man on big man. Big man okay. on big man. The Daves.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's get a little roadmap for tonight's show so we can stay on track to the extent possible. We'll We'll discuss the game against Georgia. We'll discuss the Mississippi State game coming up this weekend. And then we'll hit the stuff that we exchanged by text. And just for the loyal listeners, we did, uh, scouts honor, um, pick national champions, SEC championship game participants, and national sleeper teams prior to the start of the actual season, which we're going to deem to be last Saturday, not any of the scrub teams and Big 12 playing, but the start of the SEC season, We did pick all those beforehand, and we'll go over those at the end of the – after we're done talking about the Razorbacks uh, past game and future game. So that's kind of the idea. We do have mailbag, and so we'll hit that too. And uh, the ever-popular rant session, I'm sure (laughs) we'll be back. So with all that, um, full crew. Again, back for season X, whatever it is. Jimmy G from Studio South Arkansas, or actually Studio uh, Lunar, Luna, the Moon. Welcome, Jimmy G.
1: Thanks. Uh, I paid $52 million to do the first first podcast of the year from SpaceX.
0: So, (laughs) well worth it. Looking good. Uh, From Studio Jackson Hole, welcome, Johnny (laughs) Fable.
3: Good to be here. Boy, I tell you what, it's uh, great weather out here right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And uh, from Alternatively, the Everglades or (laughs) Lake Victoria deep in the heart of Africa. uh, Tom Logan. Parts
3: parts unknown. (laughs) I've avoided avoided malaria so far.
0: (laughs) And uh, so we've got all of us back. Um, Guys, we had a game. And and really a tale of two halves. Uh, Johnny Fable to you first. Uh, A first half that had Twitter Alive, and uh, Hognet.com rolling with the, how much better we looked. And then kind of a return to earth in the second half. What are your thoughts on, on the two halves that you saw from the Razorbacks?
3: Well, if you'd have told me that we were going to be leading Georgia with about seven or eight minutes left in the third quarter, I thought you're nuts. But we had a ten-to-five lead. Georgia hurt themselves with a lot of penalties. Um, Probably had some quarterback issues that got resolved and they went to whoever the fourth, you know, someone Connor Ferguson the fourth or whoever I can't remember his name.
0: Stetson but Bennett the fourth.
3: Stetson Bennett the fourth.
0: <laughs> not, the, not the third. <laughs> the not most the third. ridiculously uh, named quarterbacks.
3: Quarterback. Yeah, that's the what's the worst. But anyway, he came in. They didn't ask too much of him and, and settled him down the second half. But I'll focus on the first half. Um, they hurt themselves with penalties and their quarterback situation. Clearly, uh, he's a little raw. Um, and but at the same time, Georgia's the kind of team that, it, it, as good as their lines are and as good as their running backs are, the team that I saw last year from the Razorbacks, Georgia could have lined up and said, run left tackle, you know, sweep left, and we wouldn't have been able to stop it. But we stuffed their running game. And I was – encouraged by that um you know that's as good of a offense uh offensive line and a defense that we're going to face you know probably till we play Alabama or Florida but uh, we held our own for a half and again Georgia didn't shoot themselves in the foot but um I like how we played the run I thought Catalan in the defensive backfield played very well um there's reason and and I think bumper pool I, I just we can't have any injuries at linebacker uh, on our defense, but I was impressed and, and, and encouraged by the defense. Now, low bar, it's a low bar, because but, you know, Chad Morris set the bar so low that as long as we looked like we gave a damn, I was going to think it was an improvement. And I, I saw that.
0: I, I was laughing at how many
3: times the announcers kept
0: remarking on how absolutely horrendous last year's defense was. I mean, They said it like ten times. Like, and this team it, gave up 535 yards a game and hit 45 points.
3: You have to not care a lot for those numbers to get out of hand like they did. And I thought, our, I thought we played hard. We certainly don't know how to win. Um, we certainly have some deficiencies. I, we're going to talk about it later. I'm sure our offensive line is going to be a problem. But, um, you know, it's a baby step. And that's, that's about all I can say about it.
0: Jimmy G., uh, You're next in line. Um, too much hype based on that first half or um, just the right amount of hype or is the second half more indicative of what we're going to look at this year?
1: Well, well, I think uh, – sorry, I was just taking some more notes, um, getting ready for my rant later. Uh, I think the the whole game, it may be what we're looking at a lot this year uh, because, you know, Arkansas – Looked like a competently coached team Saturday, which we have not seen uh, since the next to last bird year. Um, It was, there was, everyone knew where they were supposed to be on the field. Uh, The execution was better. Uh, We played a defense that may be the best defense in the country. So you can't really get too upset with the offensive performance. Now, the things that probably not going to change about Franks. And I know uh, we all watch a lot of SEC football. When he was at Florida, it was the same kind of performance he had at Florida. A lot of talent. You can see the glimpses of big plays. But those dumb throws that he made, that, that, that's not going to change when we play worse defenses. He's He always has made two or three throws a game, and you're just like, what's he doing? And uh, so you're just going to have to live with that as long as he's in the lineup. But he can make some uh, explosive plays and put you in a position where you can hit some uh, – big gainers, and we certainly have the receivers to do that. And we talked about it in the off-season that uh, this team, well, certainly not on the level of Georgia, Alabama, LSU, uh, Florida, you know, some of those the upper echelon teams, we weren't totally bereft of talent. Um, it, but it just appeared we were totally bereft of talent because of the, the – whatever the Chad Morris experiment was um, because – and I think you noticed the difference in the off the preseason camp and the off season. When Morris came in, he kept talking about uh, recruiting, getting his players in. He didn't. He never hardly said anything about like the current team. Well, Pittman, who's recruiting just as well, better than Morris, and Morris did get some players in here, but um, you never heard that kind of talk. And when that's all you're talking about, the media, like Morris was, well, probably all he was talking about to his own players, and he certainly. You don't have to be a uh, have a Ph.D. in psychology or psychiatry to figure out he never had that locker room. Um, so it looks like Pittman has the locker room, and we've got the effort, and now we just need to get more talent than we have, and I think it's coming. And I do think people are going to be patient after seeing that. But back to your actual question, I think the game is going to be like a lot of these big-name teams we're going to play. We're not going to be cupcakes this year. We're going to see a lot of games, where Arkansas's ahead or close at the half into the third quarter but then we just don't have the depth, especially as the season goes along and if injuries mount up you're gonna see a lot of games played in third quarter fourth quarter that may get away from us
0: uh, Tom to you now to kind of put a cap on the Georgia game anything good bad that, that really stuck out to you about that game
2: um I think uh, the good – well, I thought the defense played well throughout. Um, really was impressed with the secondary. Uh, they did get beat at times, but uh, very differently than in the past. Uh, there was usually a guy right there. I mean, uh, Stetson, uh, Stetson Gallagher, the fourth. Stetson um, Howell. <laughs> <Sir> Stetson. <laughs> He has uh, he, uh, his, great, his great-great-grandfather, of <laughs> uh, uh he made some really good throws. And Fell earned... on
0: the battlefield while attempting to <laughs>
2: defend Atlanta from the invader. Then, uh, General Sheridan was marching on Atlanta. There was a sketch in the first.
1: <laughs> that was almost a little good foghorn leg
3: <laughs> Say, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I thought our secondary played played well. Jacobs, the transfer from ASU, was in position position a lot. Um, there were a lot of throws that were just really good throws, uh, and they had great receivers and a lot of talent, and they made plays uh, in the second half. But our guys were there, and. Um, and, and we, you know, in the first half, played great. I agree with what Gibby said. We just really stoned them on the run, and their quarterback wasn't at that point in his career up to the task of, of making us pay anywhere else, because our secondary, I think, we're in position. And so then they they called on on old Stetson, and he made some great throws, and that kind of broke the game open in addition to the fact that I think we just got exhausted because our offense just failed to move the ball entirely. Really, really uh, the whole game consistently uh, had the one big play where Franks made a nice play. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, you could tell just watching that defense that they were uh, in the right position. They knew where to be. Uh, and you know they may not have the the kind of horses to run with those Georgia receivers right now, but they they were they are going to be there. And uh, that was that was super encouraging to me. The big the big uh, area where we were just completely last year bad was special teams. We played oh. horribly on special teams. We were absolutely in prison the entire first half. Um, because we number one, we couldn't move the ball, and that punter of theirs down. What do you, what do you have three in a row inside the five? Um, yeah, he was just just sticking them in there, and then our guy would come out there and you know smoke a twenty yard liner uh, <laughs> out to there. <laughs> <laughs> and he run it back, and but you know I, I think a lot of this is like Jimmy G said, we don't have the kind of we don't have the kind of depth athletically. Uh, that we can have a, a superstar freshman and sophomore like Georgia can running down and covering punts. It's just not happening. So we have guys that aren't fast enough to get down there uh, trying to make plays. And it's well, very.
3: Tom, uh, I got a question for you, Tom, on our kickoff coverage. It wasn't like we were missing a bunch of tackles. The guy was getting to the 30 before there was anybody It was, it, it,
2: it was just – I mean, it was like we, it was like me. Why? Trying to a kick
3: down there. I I mean, our punter, it, ma-
2: our punter made at least one tackle.
3: Two. two <laughs> our
2: kicker made a tackle, I know. It we're two really good tackles, actually. They're, they're good. I mean, they can't kick or punt, but, man, they made some good tackles out there. And uh, – uh, but, I mean, it was just – it was just pitiful throughout and it you know you can't i mean you know you just you, you can't do that uh against a team like georgia and sooner i mean they they would have broken the dam at some point anyway but that that certainly made it easier and it made it much harder on our offense to move the ball when we were in prison down there and um but i you know I, overall i was i was happy it was kind of you know it was just a typical Razorback moment in a lot of ways, you know, because you – you know, in the first quarter we're, we're hanging in there. We got a lead. We score a touchdown. I'm like, oh, this is great. What a good start. You know, I'm kind of happy. And, and then we go to – we go to halftime and we've got a lead. It's ten to five. It's one of those quirky games. and Then we stop them in the first – they get the ball first and we stop them. They have to pun. And we go on a actually it was seven to five, and we go on a nice drive down, and we get it down to the three yard line, have a chance to go up fourteen to three, can't punch it in, kick a field goal, they immediately score it to, you know, you, and then at that point when it's ten to five is the first time I thought, man, we, we really may be able to pull this thing off, and as soon <laughs> as that happened, it's like it was just over, came <laughs>
3: for the door, over.
2: <laughs> it was like yeah. I, I, I'm going to
0: go a little earlier than that. I'm going to go with the uh, classic ice the kicker when he goes ahead and oh, doesn't God. know he's iced and he misses and you give him a, another respite and he just screws. that was like a 47 yarder something yeah, like that.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: there was also the classic uh, actually harken back to the nut era of the to line up for a punt, then we take a time out. Then we're going to kick it. And we you got the false start, <laughs> <laughs> so we got to go back and punt it again. That was the one where I was going, "Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, new new boss, same as old boss." Yeah. Uh, at least, at <laughs> least,
3: at least, we seemed like we cared, and we, and like, like, like Tom said, and Jimmy G said, at least our guys were in position. You know, I think they ran like what ninety plays. It was, it was a lot. It's a lot of plays. A lot of plays.
0: They piled and up in the second half. I didn't feel like did. we had the ball
3: at all. <laughs> the second and, half, they did, and we just and you could just tell that by the start of the fourth quarter, our guys were just like, you know, and I and Tom said it. I, I kept saying to myself, okay, even when it was whatever twelve to they go for two or whatever twelve to ten or whatever, mm-hmm. think, I'm thinking to myself, we got to have a drive. I, even if we don't score, we have got to get this defense off the field. They are exhausted, and it's going to be – Katie, bar the door if we don't put a drive together. And, and we didn't, and, and then we had the bad punt, and then the pick six. All of a sudden, bam, bam, it's 26 to 10. You know, it just – it got away from us just that fast. And, and you know, and and the thing that encourages me is, it. you know, there's going to be games this year – where we're not going against such a good defense, I and mean, that's that. Do that, you know how hard it is for the first game of the season in a COVID era? No, no spring practice, and you got to go play Georgia. I mean, defense travels. I mean, you you know, there's I mean, timing on offense. Got, you need snaps and reps. But that defense had eight starters back, fourteen guys that had played a lot of snaps. They only had one guy go to the NFL draft. I believe I listened on the radio today. One guy that went in the NFL drafts off that defense, and he was Mr. Irrelevant. So, I mean, that's a good defense, and that's a tall order. So, hopefully we've, uh, you know, figured out who can contribute, how they can contribute, and then we'll, you know, l- look to grow against teams that don't have such a great D. Jimmy
0: uh, G., I'll give you a last word on Georgia. Uh,
3: I just think the one thing we'll have to be
1: most patient with, <clears throat> we've we'll talked about, you know, punt team, field goal team, and all. Pittman's never even been a coordinator. So I think the game management part is where he's really going to have to – he's got a steep learning curve, especially in his first year. So I think um, that's an area where he's probably going to be a little shaky to start with. And, you know, you'll just see over time. Now the problem is, is like Bielema, you watch him at Wisconsin and their teams were good. Man, they got in high (laughs) games in the fourth quarter. And the clock management, the decision-making on fourth downs and all this stuff was just – Awful, over seven years. So, you knew coming in that was going to be a problem with him, and it probably wasn't going to get fixed uh, when he got to Arkansas because he'd already been doing it for so long. With Pittman, you know, it's his first year, so we'll see. Um, and, really, the fourth quarter, there weren't really – Yeah, I was just talking about in general. But the fourth quarter, obviously, there were no game management issues because at that point, Georgia kind of put the game on ice. But uh, the only thing I might question was the decision they pick the field goal. Um, it was seven to five. Do we really think we we're going to hold on and win? Ten to, I mean, so at that point maybe go for, go for a touchdown. But I mean, I'm not going to quibble too much on that. But I just think the game
3: management part. Do you like? Do you like the trick plays? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was uh,
1: sketchy. Especially, it reminded me of the trick play we ran in that Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma, where yeah. they flipped it back. Gerald Howard look. with Roy Williams stood there and watched them us pitch the ball like three times and finally said, who's going to end up with it because I'm going to tackle them. It was just too slow developing, too just, I don't know. It, that was really a nut era of top play.
3: It was, and, it, and I didn't like the position on the field. We did the first one, that it resulted in the safety. But at the same time, besides the, you know, the, the drive where we had a touchdown, I mean, I think they're just trying to shake things up. It's like, look, well, we got to try something. We gotta try something to shake them up and, and, and maybe make a big play, get the flip the field on them maybe, you know, because Tom's right. They had us pinned the whole first half. And oh. I think and I think at that point, you know, I didn't like the way they did on the field, yeah. but I think I really do think that Bries was thinking, we gotta do something to try to flip this field and at least we can try to pin them and get out from the, the shadow of our own goalpost. It didn't work as, as as trick plays never do for the Razorbacks, but uh, you know. Yeah. There was no, what, what was the other trick play? I remember the the reverse, to Hammonds fumble, or the, the, there was another trick play. Oh, the the pass from from Burks just tried to force it, but yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that was right to the guy if I remember right. right he was tr-
3: double covered. I mean, they're just they're trying to make a play. We're having trouble moving the ball against a great defense. I mean, can't be too. I mean, I. Yeah. What do you think, Tom, about the trick plays? I don't know. I, didn't, I mean, that's
2: I, they didn't. Obviously, there was no chance of them ever succeeding. But <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't necessarily mind them falling. <laughs> it, it. It wasn't, you know.
3: Just try, They're just trying to, Why, to, to change it, try. change momentum. Why yeah, not just,
2: try. I didn't. I they, didn't really have a problem with
3: it. Yeah, they're just yeah. trying to change momentum. I think. I, I you know. I didn't – I w- they, I know, didn't like the, where they were on the field for the first one, but, I mean, I understand why they were trying to do that.
0: Um, all right, let's pivot now to a game that looks a lot different this week than I think if we had done a show last week. We probably would have said some things on air that we would have had to take back. But going to Starkville to play a Mystic State team that went into Death Valley and put up SEC record passing yards on the defending national championship LSU Tigers. So that was an odd result happening at the same time as the Razorback game. So I didn't get to see a ton of it other than, you know, they look sharp. They look like a vintage Leach team in his first game. And they did it to LSU in Baton Rouge. So uh, Tom Logan, lightning a bottle, or is that the real deal?
2: Uh, I mean I, so um I think that it's probably you're gonna get from leach what you've always gotten from leach everywhere he's been he he's gonna have some huge explosive games and um, and they're gonna score a ton of points and they're gonna beat up beat somebody that maybe people are surprised about and then they're gonna have some games where the guy throws five picks and uh, they get beat by 21 or they blow a big lead. Um, you know, he's, he, Leach has been around long enough now that to me, the you know, I mean, he's, he is what he is. Um, and he's probably going to have more talent in Mississippi State than he did at Washington State. Um, maybe... May, Maybe similar, I would say, to where he was at Texas Tech. I'd be surprised if this team from, that he has for Mississippi State right now rivals the best of his Texas Tech squads. But uh, obviously, they're gonna—they've got potent offensive weapons. They're gonna and gonna score some points. And you know, we're not gonna be able to grind out a 17 to 14 win. Um, but. Um, I, it would also not surprise me at all to see them a little flat uh, when the Hogs come to town. I mean, they're not gonna, you know, they're they're the conquering heroes on campus right now. They had a huge win, but they're not gonna be coming into a you know a, a sold out um, stadium in in Starkville, uh, and and so there there could very well be a letdown. Uh, I think I think Arkansas is gonna. Play with a lot of emotion and be ready to play, um, and I, I just you know I don't I don't I didn't get to see the game I haven't watched the game just like you Pat I saw the highlights with Mississippi State receivers running wild <laughs> All, you know it seemed like they, every time they cut in some some guy streaking down the sideline for a sixty yard touchdown catch um, man but. You know, so I I don't. It's hard for me to handicap them. I'm just going purely by, by uh, what I've seen from Leach in the past and what I expect Mississippi State's talent base would be, which would be, you know, probably right now probably better than ours, but not like wildly better. So I I don't know. I mean, it's. I I don't think. I don't think Mississippi State is going to go nine and one this year.
0: Jimmy G. Your thoughts? Uh, I, I won't even ask you the question. I'll just ask you to kind of talk about Mississippi State and what you saw with that first game from them.
1: Well, again, you know, like y'all mentioned, their game was same time as our game, so mainly just highlights. Uh, I didn't know Costello threw for six hundred and thirty something, six hundred forty something passing yards. Uh, that just that, that sounds made up against an LSU uh, defense. Um, I. I don't think Leach's teams in Texas Tech or Washington State are uh, – I'm not totally disagreeing with Tom, but I don't think they're inconsistent. I just think that the talent level um, that they've had has not been up to the level of, like, the top-tier teams in their conference. So, when they did Texas Tech, they didn't have the talent that Texas or Oklahoma had um, when they were in Washington State. They certainly didn't have the talent of the USC or their cross state rival at Washington or Oregon. Um so I just think with those factors that yeah you're gonna pick somebody off, but also a lot of times like when they played Washington against Washington State, they had no success against Washington because Washington has NFL caliber secondary, so they could just lock up those receivers one on one and then get after the quarterback without having to commit extra guys in the secondary. And so um, you see situations like that. Leach would struggle. Um, Oklahoma never had much problem with Leach. Uh, now Texas on occasion did. Um, so, I but I think teams like us going up against a team like them, it's not going to be a great matchup for us. Uh, I think in a couple of years we will. It'll be like we could be talented up with them and then we'll be fine. Um, and the games will be competitive, they'll be even, and we'll have as good a chance to beat them as they have to beat us. But at this point, I don't, I don't like the matchup. Now, I hope Tom's right. They could be flat that could help us and maybe that passing attack sometimes the timing is off uh, <laughs> and certainly it can't be much more on than I would guess it was in Death Valley last week but that's what you got to hope you gotta hope that you can throw their timing off a little bit. I just I mean, with our lack of depth at linebacker and the way they run guys through there your linebackers can get on coverage so I, just, I don't know it' sounds like a really tough matchup for us. Uh,
0: Johnny. Turn to you next. I mean, I kind of agree with Jimmy G's analysis there. It's just a tough back-to-back matchup. I mean, the good, stout, solid defense run game of Georgia, and then we got to turn around and go deal with this anomaly that we hadn't seen in the SEC for many years since the air raid days back at
3: Mummy. Yeah, so – and I didn't like, like, like y'all said, I was having to catch this game during commercials or dead balls, whatever uh, the Razorback game. And you know, one of the things I would caution everyone on is I don't know if there's been a team in the SEC who's been as discombobulated through COVID, through uh, the early draft leaving, and then opting out of the season than LSU oh, they were extremely discombobulated and not cohesive in that game at all. Now, they take nothing away from State. They played great. But what I saw at LSU just did not seem to be what I've expected to see from LSU, especially coming off a 15-game winning streak uh, last year. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't know if we know. I mean, we don't have a lot to go on except this one game. Um, and and again, 623 yards doesn't just happen. You know, it, it's obviously a system that's, that's
0: notoriously slow starting too. I mean, yeah, they had big time scares early, even in their national championship year. You
3: you, you never see I I you never see busts out of an LSU defense like you saw consistently on those big plays for state. And I don't know I. I and no matter what talent you have, I mean, it, no one's played anybody yet. We didn't have spring practice. So I, I just thought LSU looked very discombobulated. But like Jimmy you said, it's a tough matchup for us. I mean, those teams that can spread out five wide receivers, they're going to find your fifth guy and pick on him and pick on him and pick on him. It's always been our issue with teams that can do that effectively is that even, you know, I remember – I remember when we went to the SEC championship game in 2006. What did Urban Meyer do? He went five wide and he picked on our our nickel. Which was, I think his name was John Johnson. I can see his number twenty, and he just threw at him and threw at him and threw at him with Lee threw at him and threw at him. You know, and I, and obviously that wasn't even the, the the air raid offense. But I just that's just the the thing that popped in my head about what our problem would might be is what like what Jimmy G's saying, finding that fifth guy that may not be able to control a, or a match up man-to-man against a uh, uh, SEC-wide receiver and just go at him all night. So we'll see. Um, but, but but you know, there's two sides to it. I mean, I look for us to have more more success on offense. I mean, I think our offensive line, it's going to be an issue. Um, that's not a front four. And the state's got athletes, no doubt. It ain't Georgia. It ain't it ain't Georgia's front four, front seven. That's not. So I think I think we're gonna really look to get Boyd on track and uh try to run the football a little bit. Uh, it's what you wanted to do, that's the textbook game plan for an air raid We're playing this air raid team is keep the ball away from him. But I think we'll have some success. I really do. Um but anyway, I, I do I, I agree with the matchup issues that Jimmy G's raised. But I think that we're going to have a little bit more success uh, than we than we had last week, too. Okay.
0: Um, well, we'll get a little more analysis when we do the picks. I think now might be a good time to real quickly, before we jump into Jimmy G handling this week's picks, to run quickly through our SEC championship game participants and winner, national champion, our national sleeper team. I'll go quickly through mine, uh, Georgia, Alabama, with Alabama winning, Clemson as my national title pick, and uh, Virginia as my national sleeper team. Jimmy G? <laughs>
1: I had A&M and Georgia in the national – I mean, in the SEC championship game with Georgia winning it. Uh, I had TCU as my national sleeper team, they have already lost. Uh, so that the listeners can definitely know that I picked that beforehand. Um, and then, what was the other one? Oh, national champion. I had a state. I got a Ohio state
2: with an old thing. Logan? SEC championship game. I had Bama, Florida. Bama wins. Clemson national title. My sleeper pick was Texas Tech, who lost a, a heartbreaker against uh, Texas this past week. And I had the Hogs at three and seven. <laughs>
0: Oh, I have the Hogs, uh, too. Sorry, yeah, two and eight for Yeah, one and nine for me on the Hogs. Uh, Johnny, are you?
3: Yeah, um, I've got – I had Georgia and Bama in the championship game. Probably not. I, Florida is probably going to uh, – you know, we'll see. Florida might be sneaking in there, but I picked uh, Georgia. Had Bama winning. Clemson winning the national title. and my, It's kind of – sleeper, sleeper team is kind of weird because you don't even know who's going to be playing in two week, two months. I went with Boston College. They'll never let you down, right? Uh, Chestnut Hills always a lovely. Two and eight for the Hogs.
1: They can't let you down if most
3: people don't know they have a football program. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> Matty Ice. Never get, never get your through hopes, that door. <laughs> you never get your hopes up. You never be let down. <laughs>
0: okay, Jimmy G, I'm going to turn it over to you for this week's picks. Everyone, zero, zero. Everyone is zero and zero. So – uh a lot of teams would like to be zero and zero. A lot of tickers would like to be zero and zero. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, we're going, it's going to be kind of a weird year for the picking because obviously we um, take the show on Wednesday nights. And uh, I'm completely sure that uh, at some point this season, some games that we pick will probably be postponed Thursday or Friday. So, um, Anyways, just letting the listeners know we recorded this. These are games that are still on as of Wednesday night. Uh, I don't know. I didn't uh, run it through the big boss, which I know, you know, poor communication kills a lot of big businesses. So, uh, I didn't run it through our host, uh, Patrick Williams. So, I don't know what we were doing about sleeper games since there's, Yeah, you know, I mean, are we going to try to have them or are we going to
0: – that's tough because, I it's mean, just, there's not enough – there's no interconference you know, well, non comfort stuff. and
1: I mean, we could wait till the Big Ten and Pac-12 get going. That would give us a bigger slate of games, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good idea.
1: All right, good. All right, so uh, there we go. And uh, also we took our listeners uh, behind the curtains a little bit for uh, some of our <laughs> production meetings that we have. And it's great <laughs> we have. And, uh, anyway, um, well, this week we've got, as you might uh, surmise, we've got two Big 12 games and three SEC games. As we wait for the Big Ten and uh, Pac-12 to kick off, um, so uh, we don't want to slight the ACC, but um, but who are we kidding? There's really no interesting matchups in the ACC right now. So uh, we're going to start with uh, Oklahoma, St- uh, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma at Iowa State. Uh, that's a prime time ABC game, which tells you the state of affairs in college football right now. Um, OU. Uh, lost to Kansas State, and we we'll leave it at that. Uh, Iowa State, uh, tough beginning. Who beat them the first week? Louisiana. Louisiana. La- yeah. La- uh, it's just Louisiana now, if you ask them. for um,
0: yeah. rage raging uh, Cajuns. That's all we need to know.
1: And then they bounced back and took out my national sleeper team in TCU last Saturday. So, primetime, Oklahoma to Iowa State. Uh, we'll see if Lincoln Riley can bounce back, and maybe the first time that he's really had to take some heat uh, since he's been at OU, uh, because you know their playoff losses—you know they just weren't—they like, weren't good enough to beat those teams, but uh, they really just completely fell apart and blew that game Saturday. So we'll see what happens. Tom Logan, Oklahoma Iowa State.
2: Um. I was actually I had lunch with a uh, rabid OU fan who we'll just call the body, uh, <laughs> and uh, he uh, like like Jimmy G said he 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 said that he's a big Lincoln Riley fan still uh, is, but um, but definitely frustrated uh, about last week. Um, he had not gone back and re uh, rewatch the game that he had recorded, but uh, at least all of it. He said he'd watch bits and pieces. Uh, but obviously the, the frustrating part, again, is the uh, OU defense and, uh, and how, they, how they've struggled really for a couple of uh, decades. I don't know when the last time was that they probably had the kind of defense that you would expect an OU team to have. But, um, you know, Iowa State uh, – had a good game against TCU, but they really, uh, really got beat uh, by Louisiana. Um, I wouldn't say handily, but they they won it convincingly. Um, and, and I don't – I think o, OU bounces back here. At Iowa State, I don't think there will be any fans at Iowa State. Um, so, uh, nobody's going to have uh, the energy of the fans to feed off of. I don't see – I do think that Iowa State will hang in there um, and score some points, but I think OU uh, pulls it out. Uh, Got a lot of motivation to do so, and I think they win. Um, 42
3: to 28. Johnny? Uh, Maybe a buzzsaw waiting on the uh, Cyclones this weekend. You know, OU did a lot – I mean (laughs) – Let's not forget, they had a 21-point lead late in the third quarter. Spencer Rattler's stat line was what we've come to expect from an OU quarterback. It was gaudy, except for the three picks. And they were all crushers. And one came at a really bad time, I know. So, I think they'll get a lot of that corrected. He's a young kid. He's got a lot of talent. Um, You know, maybe not – there were several times in that game he's going to learn – Sometimes in that game he he, he, he forced the football, and the resulted of in interceptions when I think he could use his feet a little bit more. But he, he'll get a lot better. Um, OU's, you know, they are what they are at this point. They're an offensive juggernaut that um, just doesn't play a lot of defense. And um, it's hard to understand. But I think this, they're going to be motivated for this game, coming off a loss. Uh, they should be. Um, and after after blowing that lead to Kansas State, uh, I think they're going to be just too much for the Cyclones this week. Uh, we take OU 42 to 24. Patrick.
0: Uh, pretty sure I know what Jimmy G is doing, so I guess – Early double up, <laughs> early double <laughs> up. <laughs> This feels like Cyclones, man. Prime time, aims, a little crisp in the air. It does. Uh, uh, As much as anything does these days. Uh, I'm going with Clowns. Um, Nip and Tech,
1: 43 42. All right. um, Yeah, I I don't know what's going on with uh, OU's uh, defense. You know, they. I think they finally. I thought they were finally getting serious about it. You know, they brought in Alex Grinch. He's had a lot of success. Um, the and it's typical. Even when their defense played well last year, after they got finally got rid of Mike Stoops, is uh, that they, they might play well for a half, but those big busts are going to come. And uh, you know, they the rattler interceptions were bad, but you know. And I agree, the third one he threw was, was kind of bad, was a killer for him. But the first two were in the first half. So they'd overcome those to get that 21-point lead late in the third quarter. Um, and then, you know, they had the, the blocked punt. Uh, two just huge gaps by the defensive backs and low coverages. And, like, that kind of stuff. I mean, you saw in the college football playoff game against LSU on, on speed. Uh, or steroids, I'm sorry. The, the – blown defensive assignments and, you know, and how bad it could, I mean, how bad it could snowball uh, then. And so to do it against a team like K-State, just, I mean, you know, they lost to Arkansas State. They had seven guys on their two-deep out, COVID issues. Um, and you're up 21 points late in the third quarter at home against, you know, a team that you've got way more, and motivation. They lost that game last year in uh, Manhattan that they were really embarrassed about. So, it's just I don't know. It was it was just terrible all the way around. It's not how you usually get upset if you're gonna get upset, but they did. And so we'll see how Lincoln Riley rallies them. I I would think there might be some a uh, possibility of uh, oh wow <laughs> uh, the Yankees just hit a grand slam. Anyway, so live sports update. Uh, if Jack Christ was full of fans, and it was like 39 names. Maybe there would be that one game a year that I would say just goes nuts and but I don't think that's going to be the case. So I'm going to take OU, bounce back, uh, 38 to uh, 21, Oklahoma. All right, the Big 12 game, TCU at Texas, uh, my national sleeper team against Texas, who somehow pulled that game off in the last five minutes and then won in overtime against Texas Tech, obviously. Uh I'm going to take the Longhorns. I don't want to do it, but uh, I think there's Ellinger and those guys will – I uh, scored, racked block points, and I don't think TCU has a firepower to stay in this one. Uh, so I'll say Texas, oh, uh, maybe a little low scoring. TCU's defense is okay. Texas, 30. TCU, 17. Patrick? Um,
0: uh, going Texas, I don't think TCU's got the horses this year um, based on last week's game. Texas, Ellinger, too much Ellinger. Um Texas,
2: 35, TCU, 21. Tom? Um, uh, Texas, I um, think they're going to be motivated. Um, flying High, and I think they're more athletic and better right now. Uh, I, I think they win pretty comfortably, 42-21. Uh, Johnny?
3: Johnny, you're mute. There you go, bad. I'm sorry. Um, going with the horns. Um, Ellender's been, uh, been uh, stellar. Even though TCU found uh they had gone – going back and forth from their quarterbacks a little bit, they found some stuff last week against Iowa State. But I just think there's just too much – too much talent on, on, on Texas' side of the football. They're at home. I don't know how many they're going to let in the sta- stadium or what their policy is at all. but. Uh, playing at home has its perks. Texas is just too big, too strong, too fast. Te- TCU is historically an undersized defense. I think in the second half they kind of just wear them down and take control of the football game. Uh, Texas 38-24. All right,
1: now we're the SEC. Uh, A&M at Alabama. Uh, I know the ranking are a little weird now, but I think I'll A&M might be 10th, <laughs> so i the top ten matchup here. Uh,
2: Tom Logan. Um, taking Bama, you know they look really sharp against Missouri. Start off strong, kind of uh, put off the gas at the end, but uh, no doubt in my mind they've been practicing two days basically since March, uh, <laughs> and uh, I think they're they're going to be ready to roll and, and win. Um, I think they win tw- uh, thirty-five to twenty.
1: Um, yeah, (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking when we sent our picks in, but I picked A&M to win the West. And uh, so, uh, I guess by that logic, I need to stick with them because if they lose this game, it's probably over for them. (laughs) So, uh, just by that stupidity, I'm going to take the Aggies. Um, hopefully Mansell can walk back through that door because I know that's got to be the last time they won in Tuscaloosa. So, uh, shootout, obviously. And I think A&M by their, uh, Really weird effort against Vanderbilt. Uh, I think they they were clearly looking ahead to this game. So A uh, and M
3: thirty-seven, Alabama thirty-four. Johnny. Well, we ha- we have an early season um, clubhouse leader for the Clarence Caesar Award. Is Kellen Mond still at A and M? It seems like he's been there since R.C. Slocum was the coach. He's, I mean, he's been there forever. Anyway, yeah, agree with Jimmy G. about That effort against Vanderbilt was bizarre. I know that they Vanderbilt's been playing some good defense, but that was a stink fest. Uh, whereas Bama looked razor sharp. Uh, you know, uh, they just looked like they hadn't missed a beat. Um, you know, it, it just – Mac Jones played great. Um, I, I think Bama's just too much. You know, there's a lot of issues with – not issues. That's not a fair way to say it. But some questions uh, about a m still with their offensive line, how they're going to be able to move the ball. Not a great recipe for, uh, uh, against an Alabama club. I, I just like Crimson Tide. Final score, 34-27. Patrick Williams.
0: Yeah, Johnny kind of stole my thunder. Uh, if, if A&M has a sh- shot to win this game, it's because of their 17th-year quarterback, Kellen Mond. Um, but I don't think that they can do it. I'm going to pick Alabama as well. A little bit lower scoring than everybody seems to be going. I'm going go, uh, to go 28-17, Alabama. All right. Uh,
1: and then this is odd. This game's in September. Auburn and Georgia. Oh, no, sorry, October. But we're in September right now. It'll be October third, but still, that's kind of weird. Auburn, Georgia, usually it's like middle of November. So, uh, and right off the bat, uh, big time game. Um, Auburn, uh, after a seesaw or kind of odd first half against uh, Kentucky, uh, rattled off a pretty not impressive second half and took care of the Wildcats. We were a trendy upset pick last week by a lot of national experts, and then Georgia, obviously, we broken down how they did against Arkansas. So, um, Auburn at Georgia. Johnny.
3: Um, You know, it's going to be really hard for me to pick any team with Chad Morris on staff. <laughs> um, But, you know, I really think that Georgia found something in the second half of our game. It's Stetson. God, I can't. I've screwed his name up three times. Stetson, the fourth, whoever. Um, You know, looks to be kind of a game manager type, but, can make those effective throws to continue to move the football. We know what they have on both sides of the line. Um, you know, he threw for, I think, in about two and a half quarters, threw for 200 yards against us. Uh, obviously, I think Auburn's got more talent than we do and the further ahead we are at this point defensively. But I think he's going to make their offense hum a little bit more than it did against us uh, because they're going to have more of a threat throwing the football. You know, and, and the question I have is, when Chad Morris looked at Bo Nix and said, Do you want to be good? Or do you want to be great? I don't think Bo Nix said he wanted to be great. I just don't. I just I think that Chad Morris is gonna kill his career. Um, I'm going dogs. I I you know, I, I don't like Malzahn. I think he's a phony. Uh and I think Chad Morris is the phoniest of all phonies. So not only am I picking Georgia, I'm rooting for Georgia. I mean, you know, I just – I just can't stand those two goofballs down the plane. So, um, maybe this is a heart pick more than a head pick. I'm going to take Georgia, final score, 28-21. Uh,
2: Tom? Um, I think I'm taking Georgia. Uh, would have definitely taken them at the beginning of the year. Would probably not have taken them after the first half against Arkansas. But, um, you know, these these teams, especially with new quarterbacks, take a little while uh, to gel. They didn't have spring practice either. And so it doesn't necessarily surprise me if they struggled a little out of the gate. Uh, but they did show um, a lot of, I guess, uh, determination At the end, when they had a chance to put the game away, they put it away. Auburn uh, got some breaks against a pretty good Kentucky Kentucky team, but uh, didn't look overly impressive at any point. I'm going to take Georgia. I think it will be a good game. I think it will be a defensive game, uh, but I'm going to take the Bulldogs 20 to 16.
1: Uh, Yeah, I can't disagree with much of what's been said. Uh, Georgia, I think they'll be a lot sharper in their second game. Uh, I assume that uh, the Mad Hatter uh, 2.0, Stetson Bennett the fourth, um, will be uh, the starter instead of uh, whatever was going on in the first half of Georgia. Um, And Auburn, yeah, I think they're better than people think they are. Um, I don't – I still don't understand the Morris hire, uh, because, uh, Malzahn is a, I mean, that's where he made his name as an offensive coach. And I know as a head coach, you may not necessarily call a play and you bring somebody in, but I don't know why you want to attach yourself to that. But, uh, anyhow, I don't really think Morris has much decision-making ability. Um, Bo Nick certainly has got to be more consistent than he was last year when it was like feast or famine. Um, it's, I think it's gonna a really tight game, uh, the under probably be a good bet here in this game. Uh, I'm going to say Georgia in you know, a field goal kicking contest mainly. Uh, 19 to oh, we'll do little Swami style. 19 to 15, Georgia. Patrick,
0: uh, same. I can't disagree with anything that anybody said. Y'all are all, I think, got this one nailed down. Um, uh, Georgia is the pick. Uh, I'll just, for sake of being different, I'll go a little bit higher, uh, a 31 to 25. A little pseudo-Swami there for you, Jimmy G. 31 25, Georgia. All
1: right. Uh, here we are, Arkansas at Mississippi State. First conference road game for Sam Pittman. Uh, the Razorbacks uh, to stay in the SEC West race. Probably need to get a win here. You want to start out over two if you have any hopes to get to Atlanta. So, uh, but it's still all in front of us. We only played an East team. So, all the West opponents are still ahead of us. Uh, uh, so, still control our own destiny. Always good to do that. Uh, I'll lead off. Um, I think that control is going to go away by about 9.30 or 10, or maybe midnight, how long Mississippi State game might take, and all the passes. And our defense may be on the field for 100-plus plays Saturday. Uh, I do think the first half, we're going to have some success on offense. I think Mississippi State's going to come out a little – they're not going to be as sharp for a couple of quarters. Um, maybe Arkansas leads at the half. and I think the second half, again, it probably gets away from us. I'm going to say uh, State, oh, 41, Arkansas, 24. Uh, Patrick.
0: Yeah, I, I think you've got it right. Um, the question I have is whether we'll be able to hold them to less than 636 yards or whatever it was, passing yards. Um, I have not seen a point spread, Jimmy G, on this game. Have you? 17.5? Yeah, it feels about
3: right. Um, I
1: saw 17.5 today. I know Johnny's trying to say something, but his mic's on mute.
3: I was saying, I think you're right on the spread. I thought I saw 16 and a half, but that might have been – it's about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Uh, pretty high.
0: You know, Vegas Vegas knows. They knew last week uh, the 28-point spread on the Hogs. Um, You know, I I just don't think it's going to be much of a contest. I think we're going to do some nice things. I think Boyd's going to look better, but I still think we're going to be – Two touchdowns down early, and it's kind of, kind of go two, three touchdowns. We're just never going to be able to close the gap. Um, Mississippi State forty-five, Razorbacks. You know, uh, let's let's say three touchdowns field goal, twenty-four.
2: Tom. Um. Well, you know, I picked the Razorbacks to go three and seven this year. And uh, with only 10 games, I'm running out of time already. Um, so I'm going to go with the Hogs here. Um, I, d- I think Boyd is going to have a very good game. Uh, he, I mean, he, he went nowhere against Georgia's uh, defense. I think our offensive line can going to play better with the run, and Boyd's going to have a big day. Uh, he's going to touch 200. Oh, uh, and Whoa is going to throw for 250 plus, and um, we're going to hit a couple of trick plays. The special teams are going to be special. We're going to get a, uh, we're going to get a touchdown off special teams, and uh, one pick six. And it's going to be a Logan be has bottom. a score 80 points. <laughs>
0: is, is there ice predicted in Starkville this weekend? That's the only way we can win
2: down there. It's gonna be a wild one in Starkville. The uh, the water towers are coming down all around uh, Starkville Denny Stadium, <laughs> uh, and uh, I like uh, I like the Hogs in this one uh, in a uh, in a score that uh, that many don't predict. Um, and uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with them forty twenty. No. 20-32, 42-32. first.
1: I just got to say, I've, I've known Tom Logan, uh, I've known all the podcast members a long time. I've known Tom longer than I've known Patrick and uh, Johnny. And I, uh, what he does on his picks, ever since we've known each other, is just it baffles me because he finishes in last place every year. But he doesn't change that. It's always the same. Lunacy and inanity, and it's just like at some point, you think maybe one year it would be bleaky enough to turn around, it never does. And maybe now I'm onto the, the, the this is the sanity. But if he wins, hey, I'm all for it. I won't probably I be
2: right. right. I've won several bowl pickums. That's true. <laughs> that, that's that is several meaning pick'ems. more than one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> We'd have to, right. um, We'd
1: have to um, Well, We'd have to we uh, the the listeners though come for our only Bike pick, our listeners care about, is uh, Johnny Fables. And this year we do start off our oh. sponsor is Tried and True. It's a local legend. Uh, Petty Jean Smoke Meats. Yes, we've oh. yes. The, we've got all the. You know, you get your game day salamis and ham. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Love a good
2: <laughs> Johnny's
0: gout is flaring up. Just, Logan's gout is flaring up just talking about it, saying those words.
2: Next week brought to you by goutinfo.com.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Johnny, do you have a good recipe for
3: us that you like to use for those uh, pettigree smoked meats? Oh, any way you want to make You can fry well, it. You, you can, can freezer and gnaw. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it and just, just gnaw on a big old hunk of salami or summer sausage. Just, oh, love some Petty Jean. That, that Petty Jean bacon, that makes uh, some fine breakfast meats right there, buddy. I've like I heard you go through quite a bit of it, Petty Jean bacon. Like, yeah, the uh, Johnny Fable Jr. and Johnny Fable Third. they love <laughs> – or the fourth. They love them some, uh, some bacon. Jo-
0: Johnny has been introduced to the word rasher. He he buys rashers of bacon now instead of just uh, packages.
3: <laughs> We've been going through the bacon at uh, my house. You can tell by my my, by my fat rolls on the uh, on the zoom here. But uh, you know, I picked the Hawks to go two and eight. This isn't one of them that I thought we'd win. Um, you know, I, we clearly don't know how to win yet. Um, that's something that that teams who are rebuilding—that's something they have to learn. We've seen it with multiple. You know, very rarely does a team go on a coaching change and and start eight and zero like Nutt did. It, that just doesn't happen very often, um, coming off a losing record. But you know, I, I think that we're going to have some success. I think Tom's right. I think I think Boyd's going to have a big day. I think that uh, we're going to move the football. I think we're going to find. You know, our receivers have got more space than they had against the Georgia defensive backs. I think that we're going to have more push of our offensive line. I think our special teams, I'm not going to predict a touchdown, but I'm going to predict that we're going to shore up some of that uh, those gaping holes that we saw in the kick uh, kick coverage game. Um, you know, it is a tough matchup. You know, that our fifth guy, our fifth defensive back is going to, you know, probably get burned a lot. Um, you know, and... I think that, you know, one of the things that y'all talked about uh, in analyzing Leach is that, you know, sometimes these quarterbacks will have a five-turnover day. And, you know, if, if that happens, we're probably going to win the game. Because I think we're going to have some offensive success. But if you're making predictions, any game – that we said this for 16 years now – if your plan of winning the game is getting a bunch of turnovers, you're, you're probably 17-point dogs for a reason. And I think, and I, and I and I do think we'll probably hang around. I think uh, you know Patrick kind of had the, the converse saying we'll probably get down early and kind of keep it close. I think we're we'll going to keep it close for a while, and then they're going to you know we're going to get tired and they're going to bust some plays on us. You know, I, I think they're going we're going to have some good and we're going to have some bad, which is going to kind of be the, the the name of the season. So I'm going to take state final score of about 35-24. I think we'll probably score late to do that um, backdoor cover. Um so, uh, for those of you who are sports investors uh, anyway, but I think we 'll see some 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 more positive steps you know the, the frustrating thing with you know with having a no non conference this year that I was you know worried about is that you know one of the things with that i I really thought hamstrung Morris besides being totally incompetent was that they never had any success to look at and say. See if we do things our way, we're go- things are gonna start to turn, and I worry with the ten conference game season. You know, I-, I worry about a young team, a new coach, and you know, having that positive reinforcement. You have to see. You know, we we've all seen it. You know, you can go back to Petrino's first year. You know, when we went in the road and beat Auburn, they were ranked. You know, we 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 should we had Kentucky beat. We beat LSU, and you know, you you can see. Hey, man, there's something going on here. You know, nut. You know, he, he um you know, obviously went eight no. something finally clicked with Bert in his second year where you can see. So I hope that uh that we see some of that this year for the kids' psyche and to move the program forward from the doldrums it was after after uh, Chad Morris's two years.
2: Are you forgetting about Club Dub?
3: Oh Man. no. Oh, I, I remember Club Dub and the <laughs> open and close on the same night, just like a a a, a great Broadway play. Um, <laughs> has there ever been a worse idea than Club Dub? I mean, I, I knew. I, 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 I don't know.
0: I, some I, of the turnover paraphernalia is approaching a worse idea is. than Club that, Dub. That,
3: that, okay, that's a, that's a great rant, Pat. You, and I'm going to steal that if you don't take it. Because that, that, coming off the – I saw some team this last week that put on some kind of, I don't know, like shoulder harness. It was made out of cardboard. I'm like <laughs> – get something nice if you're going to do it right i mean don't don't wear a card it looked like a you know a kid's science or art project but um the money bag at old man's was fantastic yeah, yeah that, that, was pretty- that,
0: that was good
3: <laughs> but you know it, it's uh clubbed up whenever i saw you know what's his, uh, chad morse doing the the hand the handlebar thing with his leg up i knew this is not gonna, <laughs> this, this is just not going to work <laughs> out you know you remember that I, when he was doing that in Club up, I'm like, "This is over. He's not. He's not. He's not going to work out here. If we're doing this after after salvaging a win at home against Colorado State after they had missed a field goal to take the lead, I knew it was bad. I knew. I knew that guy's never going to work out here.
1: Definitely
3: not. Well, if if Mississippi
1: State comes out yeah. like leeches, Washington State team did in that bowl game against Minnesota a couple years ago, we'll win. Because that may be the worst I've ever seen a Leeds team play, was that bowl game against Minnesota a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was so
3: atrocious. But, was that yeah, bad. <laughs> I was
2: going
3: to say, I've seen a Razorback team play pretty bad against Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this was worse. Hey, Carlos is still looking for his pinky, I think. <laughs>
1: uh, mercifully, that's the pick, I think. We have no uh, no sleepers. Uh, as the listeners heard, we're going to wait until the Big 12 and Pac-12 uh, ramp up.
0: Sounds good. Thank you, Jimmy G. Uh, good start. Tom Logan, we have mail. We have mail no, that uh, is, dates back from the Jurassic period, but mail indeed.
2: <laughs> Pre-COVID. <laughs> really, uh, we really uh, do. Um, and thanks to our loyal listeners, we got some long-time listeners who have uh, chimed in and uh, we do appreciate uh, their, their comments, love to read the mailbag every year, um, and it's good to hear the positive reinforcement from our, our old friends. And uh, speaking of old friends, Jim and Tulsa wrote in, um, and uh, this was in August, and, and said, hey, um, I know the season's up in there, but we'd love to see you back. Are you going to do another Razor Pod? and we didn't respond right away, uh, but uh, the answer to your question, Jim, is yes, we are going to do another Razorpod, and this is it. Um, thanks for writing in, and I'm looking forward to you downloading um, downloading this uh, week's episode and writing in again next week. Um, actually, uh, 66% of our uh, mailbag came from Tulsa because our friend Tracy in Tulsa wrote in, too, um this was on uh at the beginning of September. It was a uh, college colors day when he wrote in. It's a national holiday apparently. Um and uh to commemorate he looked over the schedule and this was actually this was actually quite a, quite a timely mailbag at that point before the year started. Um Arkansas was favored in one game. And it is this week at Mississippi State, we had a 50.5% chance, (laughs) not not 55, 50.5% prevailing against Mississippi State, which is part of the reason why your old friend Tom Logan picked, Uh, being a uh, metrics guy, and numbers guy, a uh, money ball type. That's part of the reason why I picked the Hogs this week. Uh, The the early (laughs) season prognosticators had us favored. Oddly enough, 50.5% of them, and I'm going to go with that. But um, um, so uh, Tracy noted that it's it's probably our bowl game this week. This is our bowl game. This weekend start, but we pull this one off, tearing down the goalposts, running down Dixon, all that kind of thing. Uh, Tracy wrote in, and then our our friend Ty, a more timely email, our friend Ty in Fayetteville, um, you know, he was one of the 17,000 in attendance at Ray, Reynolds Razorback Stadium this past week. Good to hear that. Although he is a little bit miffed at the pumped-in air, the pumped-in uh, crowd noise. Apparently there was one that was close to his ear. Um, <laughs> So he was disappointed with that. It was sort of a Wally Hall comment. Uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't, didn't like the, uh, the new music being played and uh, the, loud, uh, air, the loud crowd noise. Ties used to, of course, a calm, very comfortable, uh, quiet setting of Razor, Reynolds Razorback Stadium where very few people are around. And, Nothing We've happened. been doing
1: this a long time, and Ty is an old man now. Because everyone remember no. when he was a high school player at <laughs> And, I mean, we may have been doing this for two, three decades. If Ty's, Ty's all the, he's in his mid-30s. Ty's <laughs> got a family
3: now. Kids. No, <laughs> it
2: really is. I can't wait to see the grandkids. It's to be long. And, you um, know, also, Ty, Ty has a new website, Razorback website. Did you know that? Did anybody know this? I didn't know that. Did this. I know this? No. Does he, he include our, our link his on his one. website? A link to RazorPod? There's uh, some synergy
3: there. What are we doing? I, We're I, haven't
2: all I, I haven't looked at it yet, but uh, anyway, hogpin.net and pen not as in the P-E-N, you could, P-I-N, Hogpin.net. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, all you Razorback listeners, perhaps our Tulsa contingent. Give him a little out-of-state traffic. Um,
0: I have to uh, refer this to our marketing department. And, uh, hey, so, hey, they can this
3: get – What does Petty Jean have to say? It, about this? As, <laughs> soon, as
0: soon as they ink the Petty Jean deal, finally right. we'll get that done. Then he can, then they can turn their attention to hog as <laughs> right. The
1: only capitalist on this uh, podcast, I know the rest of y'all are – Socialist, to, to Marxist, to communist, or whatever that we're doing here these days. But uh, I'm all about the sponsorships and the synergy and making big deals and uh, getting things done in that regard. So I will uh, effort. Uh, well, not I won't, but my people will. They'll effort with tiles <laughs> <because> That's my <laughs> hog pin. There's a link from the the <laughs> pin. I'm mad the petty G smoke meats people call ties mm. <laughs>
2: Yep, if you hear that,
0: get that contract out of legal sometime in October.
2: Now, if you get an unknown call from Morrilton, Arkansas. Answer it because it's Betty <laughs> <complicated.
1: laughs> uh, Now I was on a uh, at lunch today. Uh, my uh, friend at lunch was on a had his phone on speakerphone he was trying to get. He had some. few uh, had of cattle out towards Camden, and uh, he was on the phone with a butcher seeing how long it'd take him to get a about an eight or 900 pound uh uh cattle cut up and beef for somebody and the guy was like i don't know it's gonna be uh maybe mid-november he's backed up with deer season so uh if you're looking for brisket or need to get you a whole uh had a cattle cut up. It may be a while because he said the other guy he called said it'd be June of next year. He was so bad. The other butcher, you know. Oh, so Lord. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, South Arkansas. You don't want to mess around. You got to get those orders in early for getting
3: that. Better we better get that gout info from Commercial up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Johnny, it's good that we've got Petty Jean smoked meats. That you don't have to send the
3: cow to him
1: or the pig or any of that to get a butcher. That, I mean, they'll go ahead and get the meat for you.
0: Well now that RazorPod has devolved into the Pork Bellies forecast. Thank you, Jimmy G. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: That
3: wasn't my rant, that was my PSA for the week. That's I've got a I, but I do have a rant.
0: Okay, it's rant time, so have at it. All
3: right. All right. So y'all know I've I've complained going back many, 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 many years about and there's been a lot of good, you know, sports and sports business writers write about the failing model that is college athletics and specifically college football. But how you, you – you know, and, and when, when when Jeff Long instituted – I don't remember that VIP program, whatever it was, the program about you had to – he jacked up the donation, you know, to keep your seats, and I had to pay it because we were good with Petrino back then. And, and I remember saying, you know, this is just not sustainable to keep soaking the same people over and over. for for these tickets, because if it ever goes south, you know, you're never going to get it back. And this summer, I'm sure you all have heard the commercials, I've heard them on the radio a lot, about the One Hog Fund. Okay? Have you all heard about this? I've heard. Where they're basically basically saying, we're in financial trouble. Send us some money, alumni. I'm sure you all are getting the letters. I think we're all from, you know, with the university. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. You soaked the ticket holders for years to where, I mean, I gave mine up and I haven't missed them, not a single solitary day. You take the, 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 the ESPN money, which is millions and millions of dollars. And before we ever have one game where we don't have a, a crowd where there's a lot of tickets sold, you're, you're soaking the people for money after you expanded the stadium for $120 million to add 3,000 seats? No, I'm not giving you a red cent. You, have, you made a bad hire in Jeff Long. I said it back then. And um, he, there has been horrible decision-making financially. And if you can't make it work, it's no longer my problem or my concern. Look, I give money, but, but coming to me after what we've done, what, what, how you treated the fans to, 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 to get more cash, how you uh, have been drunk on the SEC network and ESPN money, how you expand the stadium with nobody other than David Pryor to sit there and say, I don't think it's a good idea, and then come to the fans and say, oh, COVID's here, before you even have one game, saying we're not going to have the revenue no, no, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. So that's my rant. Um, get your house in order, U of A. On the financial side, I don't want don't don't come begging for money anymore.
0: Good one, oh. uh, Jimmy G or Tom. You got a rant? Uh,
1: I do. It's not quite as serious as uh, Johnny's. Um,
3: I'm sure in we to asked about that the hog, hog one hog fund. I'm,
1: yeah. Uh, this this is a little. I mean, it's serious, but it's not that serious. Um, we all watched a lot of sports uh, over the last couple of weeks, and a lot of, or even maybe last month or two, when they finally started coming back. And the last couple of weeks, it's been full war. with. Uh, there's been college football, the NFL, the NBA's finals starting tonight, so their playoffs been going on. The NHL the Stanley Cup just wrapped up this week. Uh, it's a Craziest time in American sports, like every major sport's going on right now. Um, and so uh, there's been more uh, the commercials, and our favorite uh, uh, Applebee's is always loaded up on uh, during games. But these, they, and their food that we've talked about over the years on this show never looks good, even on the commercials. It doesn't look advertising. But they've hit a new low with this uh, get a dozen crunch shrimp for a dollar with any steak entree because, like, They don't even pretend that the shrimp is like actual fried shrimp. It's basically it's this it's that like when you're walking down the frozen food aisle, that little C-pack of shrimp (laughs) and they're sitting around little popcorn shrimp stuff. Literally, that's what they're showing you on the commercial. It's not even like, yeah, these are Gulf shrimp. These are fried real shrimp. No, no, it's just the little popcorn thing you can go buy for a couple bucks at the C-pack at Walmart in the frozen food section. They're not even trying on their commercials, so I can't even imagine what these things look like in person. It's probably just the bottom of a thing of Long John Silver's crack line from the display. I mean, <laughs> no, I will not pay. Like Johnny won't pay the one Razorback fund. I'm not paying that one dollar for that insurance. <laughs>
0: Oh man,
3: <laughs> that's the rant of the year right there. That's a rant oh, of all time. That, that's funny. That is a good I did, one.
1: I don't do a ton of preparation for Asian Paw, but that I saw that commercial Saturday uh, during the. It was after the Razor. I guess it was during the Tennessee game or something. Whatever I was watching Saturday night, and I said, "I got to write that down, or I'll forget." <laughs> 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 I said, "I got to write
0: that down." Oh. Oh, that's a good one. That's Tom, funny. You, you got anything? No, no Rams. Um, I have a question that may turn into a rant, uh, Jimmy G. You made a comment on our email trail that must be college football time because Fansville's back. I gotta admit, uh, I, I have true. not seen a 2020 Fansville commercial yet.
1: I have. I didn't think I emailed that. Maybe somebody I, else. I saw Fansville. Did you? Yeah. Yes, I, I saw. I Fansville. thought
0: maybe Fansville had run its I
1: just, course, no,
0: been I canceled. I
3: there's been a commercial with Bosworth on it. Yeah, I've
0: seen. Yeah. I've seen fans. Well, I I was going to be I was going to do a praise that I hadn't seen Fanville. Now I've I've moved to exclusively streaming where possible. I have not actually watched a any game on live television to this point in the 2020 season. So that may change once I start watching regular television again. But for now, it's all been streaming, and that may change the uh, advertising demographics metrics uh
3: algorithms
0: algorithms, algorithms yeah so
3: yeah. i'm just getting the yeah. big yeah.
0: Uh, espn your event is on a break and we'll return shortly
1: <laughs> it'll be back in your life yeah i've seen uh, it before, before. Mm-hmm. as the sheriff of fans will
3: bummer all right guys
0: well good to be back good to see y'all um again we're uh, i got a say we're this is probably our first razor pot ever without some form of technical difficulties Johnny (laughs) not only has been audio present for the entire time for the most part he's been video present which uh, a little inside baseball secret there listeners this uh, since we are doing this by zoom there is a video recording which shall never see the light of day Uh, (laughs) audio only again back to our roots as analog we're going to stay that way uh, we're not going to release this video, but uh, I will say Zoom. Uh, we love our dear friends at StreamYard. And, and no, no,
3: want, no, we don't. No, we don't.
0: <laughs> still want our uh, StreamYard swag that uh, I've I got to think is in the mail uh, from two years ago. But, uh, we've moved over with the rest of the civilized world to Zoom, and it's worked out well tonight. So uh, with that, any final Concluding thoughts from anybody?
3: Screw Chad Morris. Boo.
0: Boo. Okay, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back to you next week on a new additional of Pod. And we're glad to be back for the new season. Have a great night.